The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone is doing great this evening. This is Friday evening, Saturday morning. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people listened to episode 89, where I talked about overcoming adversity. I talked about planning for the unexpected. I discussed my wife and my journey through being thrown into the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex when that was not exactly what we wanted to do, but we were educated we were well read we were well researched and so we made it out alive folks and we have a beautiful baby boy my wife was up and about today she's pretty much all healed our son is eating at the boob cafe about every five minutes he loves milk donald's folks he just pulls up to the drive-thru and uh, he feeds and feeds. So uh, that's great. He's healthy. Everything turned out great. My mother and stepfather are in town for Thanksgiving, so they got to meet him today, and that uh, worked out well. My mom got to take some pictures, and I got to see her cry. So that was fantastic. So everything is great, folks. I hope you like that show. A lot of people listened. There's really good advice in there. It's personal. It's raw. It's my journey. It's my wife's journey and we were very happy to share that with you folks and hopefully you walked away with being able to look at your options if you get thrown into this system and you're hopefully going to be able to develop a game plan and then hopefully some of the stuff i shared with you will guide you towards the right solutions folks so thank you very much for that everybody please make sure if you haven't done it already leave us a five-star review at apple Podcasts along with a comment it helps us move up the charts we're growing every day we've been back for a few days since my five-day hiatus and we're back on track the numbers are back to where they were so thank you very much for tuning in if you haven't had a chance please check out pain.tv slash gold you can sign up for a basic subscription or the hot wire the basic gets you access to the ad-free video version of the dust and gold standard and the thomas Payne podcast you also get access to the facebook like app and website where you can communicate and network with like-minded folks that are fans of the thomas Payne podcast and the dust and gold standard so it's a great place to share intelligence folks uh people had reached out to me wanted to know if they could donate to the show send something to our son william so i set up an account at donor box which i've used for campaigns in the past it is donorbox.org slash dust and gold show the link is 
in the description. You can leave a donation if you want there. It just helps us out. Keep the lights on at the studio. I'm buying some new equipment. Puts food on the table uh, while we're growing this show. And it is slowly being monetized on the public side through advertisements. And people are slowly signing up for subscriptions. Uh, Those are two ways that I can monetize the show. I'm pretty transparent about that. I don't try to hide anything from you guys. So if you'd like to leave a donation, feel free to do so. Donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. All right. Now, this isn't really an ad that I'm doing, but I wanted to show you something because it fits right into what we talk about here on this show. I've actually purchased services from this company, and now they just happen to have an affiliate program for people that have used their service. So I figured, what the heck? I set it up, and I'll share this with you. If you purchase something through the link that I provided in the description of this podcast, I make a 20% commission. I guess that's just the standard and how they do it. It's something new they're doing. And I figured I'd mention it to you because this is a company that I personally used, and it fits right into what we talk about over here here at the Dustin Gold Standard. The website is dirtlegal.com, dirtlegal.com. But please, if you're going to do this, use the link I provided in the description because that way I'll get a commission. But this company, let me just tell you about them. Uh, Here in the state of Maryland, so I moved from Tennessee, and then eventually uh, when my divorce was done, I was going to have to register my car in the state of Maryland. Now, I have an older car. It's not all loaded up with the computer system and GPS, and I like it that way. I like to buy older cars in cash, um, and I don't have to worry about necessarily being tracked everywhere. I don't have to bring it in the dealership to get tuned up. And so in the state of Maryland, folks, they make it very, very difficult difficult for you to register an older car. So one of the scams they have is they make you go through both a safety inspection and an emissions inspection. And so my mechanic said to me, you are not going to be able to get your car through the the uh, safety inspection here in the state of Maryland, because they're going to give you a list of probably in the range of four to five to six thousand dollars in things you're going to have to fix on this car and i'm talking about really stupid things not safety related and so i said well what do i do and he said listen i have all of our tow trucks and stuff registered at my father's property in new hampshire i believe it was so i said all right let me poke around and see what i can do because um he said listen we could spin it through safety and bring it back to you but i know they're going to give you a list of about four or five five thousand dollars worth of stuff you're gonna have to fix so i had done a bunch of research this is probably six seven months ago and i went online and i looked this up and i was trying to figure out where i could register the car out of the state of maryland because i was not going to go buy a new car i don't want a car with a computer in it i don't want a car that has all the beeping going on i don't want a vehicle that could be tracked and traced all the time so i did a ton of research like i do with everything else like i did with the midwife and the doula and this home birth situation and i end up running into this company dirt legal and what dirt legal does folks is they'll take your car now they have different services they offer i just have their website up on the screen and it says right here register and title any vehicle with ease not headaches no inspections no dmv visits no hassles we work with all cars uh ohvs and motorcycles in all states so what i did was at first 
when I found them, I realized, oh crap, I got to get my car registered in like two weeks. How the hell am I going to get this done? So Dirt Legal had a temporary license available, a temporary plate available out of, I believe it was the state of Arizona, maybe. And so I don't know what it cost. It was like a few hundred dollars, right? Maybe two or $300. So I got that within a matter of, I don't know, two or three days, my car was registered under an LLC they have set up in Arizona. And so I was off and running for like 90 days. And then I needed to get my car fully registered. And I spent, I don't know what it was, maybe 400 or something for the service and i got my car registered in south dakota and i had to pay a small uh like sales tax because i didn't have the original receipt from when i bought this car uh, eight or nine years ago and it was like a hundred bucks or something but you don't pay property tax to the state of south dakota it's totally legal you're registered outside i did not have to do an inspection i did not have to do an emissions test i did not have to go to south dakota and so now my car is registered in south dakota folks this is just a life hack this is to get around the system so the state of maryland wants to play games and make it almost impossible to register a car and i heard if your car is older than five six seven years old they try to play this game with you to force you to go out and buy a new car so you know what screw you state of maryland i registered my car with dirt legal and it's completely legal so if you guys are interested in this again uh they didn't solicit me i didn't sign up to run ads for these guys they just happened to send an email i noticed yesterday and it said for current customers we've got an affiliate program set up we're offering 20 percent if you sign up any friends or family for any of our services so I said, what the hell? I've got the show. This fits in with my brand. It's a company I bought two services through, the temporary plate and then the full plate. And they've been nothing but professional, super quick turnaround times, completely detailed. These guys don't mess around. You could do everything digitally. You could have them mail you a packet. And so it's a company that I actually believe in. They're a small little group, but it fits in with our brand. It helps people get around the system. And they really promote themselves as being for liberty and screwing the law which i love which i love folks and it's completely legal so if you're interested this is just my own ad i'm not reading any ad script i didn't even tell them i was going to do this they don't know me from uh from uh hole in the wall folks these guys would not know me i'm just someone who bought a service and i love this company so check it out dirtlegal.com but please use the description link Uh, which is below this podcast if you're going to do it. And that way I make a little commission on it, folks. All right, let's jump back into what I wanted to cover before my wife went into labor. I am going to finish the book Birth Without Violence for you. I think I'm going to do that sunday um sunday i may have time to record two shows so i will do birth without violence and then i'll do another show on technocracy and eugenics and that kind of stuff so tonight what i want to do is get into eugenics for you it's something i was itching to do before we had the baby and i want to get back to that before i finish up birth without violence i'm really itching to get back into this good stuff folks so if you remember we were covering an article before the break which was uh from independent.org the independent institute and it was fdr the man the leader the legacy and what happened was I started to do research into 
people that were in power in and around the beginning of FDR's presidential regime, okay? Uh, remember, FDR won, what, four terms? He died at the beginning of his fourth, but he was the first president to really break the unspoken rule or the unwritten rule of the two terms that was supposedly set into place by George Washington and then first carried out and respected by Thomas Jefferson. FDR ran for and won four terms, died at the beginning of the fourth. So we started to see that technocracy uh, being developed going back to 1919 in and around Columbia University via Howard Scott, uh, started to take shape, really became a solid uh, political movement in 1933 with the formation of Technocracy Incorporated. And at the same time, there was a group called the Brain Trust operating out of Columbia University, which was working with, at the time, Governor of New York, FDR, getting ready to help him run on this New Deal platform for his presidential bid, of which he won uh, the presidency in, uh, was in 1934. So we were looking at that. We came across a man named Rexford Tugwell, okay, in this article, which I have up on the screen. This is Rexford Tugwell and Making America Over. And so we started reading about Rexford Guy Tugwell. And Rexford Guy Tugwell was tied into the uh, technocrats. We saw right here, it said, the most prominent of the brain trusters and the man often considered the chief uh, ideologist of the first New Deal, roughly 1933-34, was Rexford Guy Tugwell. Tugwell was a follower of the school of thought known as Institutional Economics, founded by the eccentric writer on economics, Thorstein Veblen. All right, and Thorstein Veblen, we know, helped inspire Howard Scott, right? So Thorstein Veblen is credited with being involved in the beginnings of technocracy. So now we have this guy, Rexford Guy Tugwell, who was one of the most important members of FDR's brain trust who start to put together elements of the New Deal. And we're told by the historians, the people that push the official narrative, that the New Deal helps squash technocracy that technocracy began to fizzle out because the new deal offered solutions to the great depression and then the technocracy movement which was really this collection that grew out of the socialists the communists the marxists eventually fascists the progressives started to fizzle out and we know that's not true i believe that a lot of the technocracy elements were introduced into government via the new deal all right, that was the beginning of the social engineering of the nation into accepting elements of technocracy. And we know that technocracy is the science of social engineering. It's the science of the systematic control of the means of production and the means of the distribution of goods. It is also a system of total control. All right, so we have this guy, Rexford Tugwell, very important. I covered him a bit, I believe, before I went on my hiatus, and we're going to eventually go into depth a bit more on Rexford Tugwell because he ties into some other very important characters, some bankers involved with the Federal Reserve. This is a very, very large web of folks, but tonight we're going to focus on eugenics. So let me show you how Rexford Tugwell 
ties into eugenics. And then we're going to go over a paper I found that's very, very important that goes into the entire history of eugenics tied into economics. And you're going to be able to see how technocracy and eugenics overlapped. And as we move forward into modern time, you're going to see that eugenics is just rebranded as transhumanism, folks. This is all very interesting stuff. If you want to understand where we are today and where we're going in the future, you need to understand where this stuff came from and realize that this has been in the works for roughly 100 years in this country. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back. To pain.tv slash gold, you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get back into this stuff. All right, so in this article that we're looking at here at independent.org, so we know that Rexford Tugwell, inspired by Thorstein Veblen, very instrumental in the technocracy movement, inspired Howard Scott, the head of Technocracy Incorporated, the head of the Technical Alliance, the head of the Committee on Technocracy. And so it says right here in this article, America, with its tens of millions of people, had to be made over because its market economy was thoroughly obsolete, headed for the scrap heap of history. The traditional incentives, hope of money-making, and fear of money loss will be weakened, and a kind of civil service loyalty and fervor will need to grow gradually into acceptance. Echoing socialist critics from the early 19th century on, Rexford Guy Tugwell scorned the free market as anarchical. And uncoordinated muddle of hopelessly conflicting aims and purposes it would have to be replaced by national planning or technocracy another shibboleth of the day implying rule by the technical experts like himself okay so it it gets in deeper into tugwell's ties to technocracy uh the people he was working with were tied into technocracy i know that for sure i've done enough research on it and eventually we'll start to pick everything apart i'll show you every little piece of evidence out there but just trust me this guy rexford tugwell was tied in to technocracy so then we had gone through this article briefly, ageofutopia.info. Again, this is a very good article. It was written in February 2020, and this is called From New Deal to World Constitution, Rexford G. Tugwell. All right, and so we go down inside of this article. And what we find in here, I read this to you, Tugwell was influenced by many of the classical progressive thinkers, one of whom was Edward Bellamy, author of the utopian novel Looking Backward, 2000 to 1887, and cousin of socialist Francis Bellamy, who wrote The Pledge of Allegiance. Now, Edward Bellamy also had inspired people like Howard Scott. Okay, so Edward Bellamy is actually instrumental in the origins of the technocracy movement. 
and we'll eventually break him down on this show as well. Goes on to say another beacon of the progressive era, Frederick Winslow Taylor, left an imprint on Mr. Tugwell. Taylor, after whom the hyper-efficient philosophy of Taylorism is named, believed firmly that in this industrial era, humans must be made to work as if they themselves were machines. And so you could tie that into the whole idea behind the energy certificates that we reviewed here at the Dust and Gold Standard coming out of Technocracy Incorporated. They looked at humans as nothing more than engines, as nothing more than machines. Remember, we covered that entire section of the study guide on technocracy where they talked about the human engine and basically deemed us to be inefficient right inefficient and essentially useless and said that we really use very little energy in the whole scheme of things and that the machines were really much more efficient than we were and for all the food and all the oxygen we took in the energy we consumed we only put out 10 percent of that consumption into the workforce right so we were very 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 inefficient in their eyes so what is only natural in the uh step that these guys would take the next logical conclusion on this uh, would be that they need to start to breed the useless out of society and that's exactly what these folks started to work towards which is exactly what we're seeing with transhumanism it's always about the fact that humans are inefficient humans are not streamlined right so they're going to try to perfect humans and turn humans into whatever this vision this image that they have in their mind that's how sick these people are and that's why keep telling you that this will lead towards the engineering of humanity out of existence just think about it in simple terms folks with vitamin k that i discussed yesterday vitamin k starts to develop in the gut of your child after five or six days god obviously made it that way there's a reason the creator made it that way but no they don't think that's good enough so they want to inject your child with vitamin k the minute they come out of mommy right so nothing is perfect for these guys everything can be perfected by the so-called science goes on to say to taylor bellamy and tugwell scientific management of society was one of the highest ideals humankind could strive for see that's scientific management of society right was one of the highest ideals humankind could strive for important as all of these philosophical influences might have been tugwell was after all an economist in this regard his two biggest influences seem to have been scott nearing and simon Patton. okay these are two very important people let me just repeat that important as all of these philosophical influences might have been tugwell was after all an economist in this regard his two biggest influences seem to have been scott nearing and simon Patton. both of these men advocated for an entirely new centrally and scientifically planned economy focusing primarily on the efficient functioning of the social machine rather than on the individual running parallel to this philosophy was the fact that both men as was so with many progressives of the day were committed you genesis now let me just make this very clear to you because there's some key pieces in what i just read and this is why i like this article so much it says here both of these men advocated for an entirely new centrally and scientifically planned economy so centrally planned economy right that's big government planned from 
the center. They wanted to monopolize. They wanted to centralize control of the entire economy. And they want to plan it scientifically, right? Scientifically. And so then you hear them say, functioning on the social machine rather than on the individual. Well, as we know, under the tenets of technocracy, the individual does not matter. Howard Scott is very clear about that, that we would have to give up freedom, liberty, individualism in order to live under a system where they're going to promise you the bare minimum of goods, but enough to survive. And you can purchase those using your allotment of energy certificates, right? So they want to plan the economy, plan the government centrally, and they want to do this scientifically. Now, here's the key piece. Technocracy is the social engineering of the society, right? And it's the science of social engineering. And then it is complete and total control and systematic control of the production and the distribution of goods. Well, if they believe that they need to scientifically plan the economy and control it centrally, you know, from, say, Washington, D.C., overlooking the entire United States, the system that we basically have today, this is why I say we're already under technocracy. The culture of technocracy is already here. People have accepted it, right? So technocracy is to control the entire uh, social being of this nation. Well, what's next? It's to control the human scientifically because they look at the system as not being perfect they also look at the human as not being perfect and that is centralized control of the human as well we will control the human scientifically so all of a sudden you run into now this idea of eugenics which we're about to get into and it says that a lot of the progressives of the day were into eugenics now i've told you a little bit about progressivism and if you look at progressivism through the eyes of one of the most famous progressives, uh, Saul Alinsky, famous progressive community organizer. The thing about Saul Alinsky, what he believed was that if you could keep setting people into motion to try to fight for the next thing, all right? So think about what we lived through over the last, let's say, seven years, really since the beginning of Donald Trump running for president. You look at the woke culture, right? Not an accident, okay? Not an accident. So you look at the Me Too movement. You look at BLM. You look at Antifa. You look at the cancel culture. Well, eventually in the cancel culture, you had diehard devout liberals in Hollywood, in comedy, in entertainment, they were then being destroyed by the cancel culture. It got to the point where progressivism began to eat itself alive. And that was one of the things that Alinsky wanted. He wanted to bring hell on earth. And so he had this uh, sort of story that he would tell, that you take a community organizer and you have him organize a neighborhood over fixing the sidewalks. But when they get the sidewalks fixed, you have to look at that as climbing a mountain on a hike and you get to the first plateau and then you fix the sidewalks, the smoke, the fog clears from that plateau. And then there's another plateau. 
And so you set them on another mission. And then the smoke clears, the fog clears, another plateau, another plateau. So progressivism never ends. There's no end goal in sight. Eventually, it eats itself alive. Soon, I'm going to show these videos of Alinsky in action, training other community organizers. And you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about, the way that he thinks. Well, this is progressivism. There's no end goal. They progress to the point in which they actually destroy everything. They eat themselves alive. So you will have progress lead you down a path in which everything in the natural world will be controlled, right? They claim to be fighting against, let's say, something horrible like slavery on a plantation. But before you know it, their progress leads everyone into slavery and everything we live within this physical world becomes a plantation, much like the World Economic Forum Fourth Industrial Revolution. You move down this path so far that you go in a circle and end up coming back to right where you started from. And it's even worse than what you started from because instead of slavery on a little plantation, it becomes slavery in the world and the whole world becomes the plantation. That's progressivism. So if you take progressivism, this progressive mindset, and apply it to people, that if people are not efficient, people are not streamlined, individualism does not matter, then what will happen is you will continue to try to engineer perfection, right, under this idea of progressivism, you will try to engineer perfection to the point in which you will engineer humanity out of existence. That's why I bring that up all the time. It's very, very important to understand this. And so this idea of eugenics, which did not start in the United States in the late 1800s, but that is where it took off here in the United States. This idea of eugenics goes way back. We're going to get into that briefly before I get into the paper, just so you have a solid understanding but in the late 1800s eugenics came back and these progressives adopted it and it was rising at the same time that the ideas of a managed economy a centralized economy a a centrally controlled government this idea of technocracy was rising and so the socialists the communists the marxists the progressives and eventually the fascists joined forces here right under the idea of technocracy and under the idea of eugenics now the historians will tell you the same historians that tell you mk ultra ended in 1964 the same historians that tell you the new deal killed technocracy the historians will tell you that eugenics took a hit because adolf hitler was doing eugenics with his supreme being programs right and so eugenics took a hit and fizzled out when it did not mk ultra continued into the psychedelic programs we're looking at today uh technocracy continued through the new deal and eugenics ended up transforming into transhumanism and that's what we're going to get into tonight i'm going to show you that it's all alive and well folks these programs never ended they just rebranded and they've gotten worse because now these madmen these crazy frankenstein doctors have access to the technology the gene splicing uh the dna manipulation all of this stuff that they didn't have access to before well now they do and they're moving at warp speed to bring this stuff into our reality ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.